Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We're coming to the end of our series, Prayer Simple. We've got two more Sundays today and next Sunday, and then we'll be launching into something brand new for Easter and uh, beyond. Prayer Simple. We're bringing this series that's been reminding us that prayer is not primarily our petitions, the things that we ask God for, but prayer primarily is about the quality of our relationship with God himself. It's us saying yes every day to that invitation to be in him, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus prayed, may they be in us in the same way as I am in you. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that relationship that's always existed in the heavens, opening up and welcoming you and me in. That's what lies at the heart of prayer. And so we've been thinking about what it means to lean in to our relationship with God, recognising that perhaps that will help us make more sense of our petitions and the things that we know we should and could and must ask God for, but it would help us adopt the right posture in that coming to him with those petitions. We've so easily made prayer all about petitions, but Paul reminds us it's prayer and petitions. And so during this series, we've been looking at the prayer. So for these final two Sundays, I want to talk about having a daily rhythm. What does it look like to have a rhythm that keeps us, as we said last Sunday, always looking to Jesus, having our eyes fixed on him, just like the Israelites journeyed through the wilderness, looking at the uh, the fiery pillar, uh, the cloud, pillar of cloud or the, or the pillar of fire by night. So we are called to be people that keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Peter walking over the stormy lake whilst his eyes were fixed on Jesus. So how do we adopt a daily rhythm that keeps our eyes, our hearts, fixed in the right place? Before I begin to say a little bit more about that, let's just remind ourselves of why rhythm is so important. If we want to sustain anything in our lives, we need to do it rhythmically, through a rhythm. I remember some years ago when I ran the London Marathon. Getting ready for the marathon was all about rhythm. It was no use on one day running a long distance and then doing nothing for another week. I know some of you since the beginning of January have gone from couch to 5k in eight weeks or 10 weeks. And to do that, you built up a rhythm of doing something most days of the week and then the rhythm of resting as well. Rhythm is so important if we want to sustain things. And whatever season we are in right now, and however long this particular season we're in lasts, it feels perhaps already like a marathon rather than a a sprint. And so we need to build resilience 
and sustainability. And we do that by having rhythms in our lives. I was reminded of uh, all that happened, in fact, just down the road from where uh, I lived growing up in Cardiff, Rove Park Lake, there's a, a monument to Captain Scott. Captain Scott set out from Cardiff on a ship called the Terra Nova in order to begin his expedition to the South Pole. There was another Norwegian team led by a, a man called Amundsen that was also racing towards the South Pole at the same time. This is uh, just over a hundred years ago in 1911. You may know the story. Scott's voyage expedition ended in tragedy. Not only did he fail to be the first person to get to the South Pole, but all of his team himself included tragically died on the way back. Whereas Amundsen's team, they were 34 days uh, ahead of Scott's team. What was the difference? The difference was rhythm. Scott had the approach that if the weather was fine, he would push his team to go further and further. But then the next day they would be tired and they would need to rest and wouldn't be able to go so far. The Norwegian team decided that they would keep a consistent rhythm. 17 miles every day, sunshine or blizzard, that's what they would do. On good days they would do it quickly and conserve their energy. On bad days they knew it would be a battle, but they would do the 17 miles and then stop. It was the regular rhythm that sustained them. It's not just in expeditions, of course, is it, to the South Pole. We know that it's true in all areas of our lives. Karen and I have discovered over 30 years of marriage that having a rhythm to our relationship is super important for our sustainability. We have daily rhythms of eating together, talking together, uh, moments in the day when we will connect together. We have weekly rhythms of perhaps a date night or a trip out or uh, you've heard me talk at other times about our marriage questions that we do at the beginning of the week. And then, of course, we have seasonal rhythms. And all of that is the way that God created the world to be, to be in rhythm, day and night, short burst, then a rest. Six days, then a rest, a rhythm, a daily rhythm, a weekly rhythm, a seasonal rhythm. And so if we want to sustain our relationship with God, of looking to him, of leaning into him, we will need a rhythm. It's no surprise that the Old Testament introduces us to rhythms of prayer. The Psalms talk about in the morning rising to hear God's voice. And in the evening, reflecting on the day and ending the day in prayer. We know that Jesus had a daily rhythm of prayer. The Bible says that he went to the Mount of Olives as was his custom, as was his routine, as was his rhythm. We know that very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he would disappear off into the mountain to pray. That's not a surprise. It's the way God made the world, it's the way we see it in the Old Testament, it's the way we understand the, the life of Jesus. And so now we are called to adopt a rhythm that will sustain us in prayer. We've already been talking about a rhythm for our coronavirus prayer, 8 and 8. You heard Lucy talking about that some moments ago. 
We want to try and build on that to create a rhythm that's sustainable way beyond this particular season. Wouldn't it be a great fruit of this particular time of frustration and constriction to come out of it with a, with a deeper, greater rhythm of prayer? So we want to encourage everybody to have a morning prayer rhythm, to have a lunchtime pause and to have an evening prayer rhythm. Morning prayer. I guess many of us have been used to this and familiar. If we're going to have a morning prayer rhythm, we need to be focusing, looking at Jesus. So we need to get into God's word. Soap is the best way that we have learned as a church to get into God's word and to allow it to speak to us. There are loads of great Bible reading aids and they're fantastic But let's not make sure they get in the way of us hearing God speak to us directly from his word. Soap enables us to do that. Burlington.church forward slash soap gives you all the tools and uh, uh, and ways to get the best out of soap. And there are Bible readings there that will sustain you. Lunchtime. Pause. 12 o'clock, many of you have been in that rhythm already, to pause and to say the Lord's Prayer. It'll take you less than 60 seconds, but it will help you recenter, to fix your gaze again, to lean in to the Father in the middle of the day. And then there's much more to say about an evening prayer, and I'll talk about that next week. That we might come to the end of this Prayer Simple series Having a very simple but profound rhythm where every day we do, in effect, our 17 miles. We tune in, lean in, listen in, look in to what God is doing, little and often. And so the way that God has made things to be, we will see growth and development and so much more as we share in these rhythms together. So have a crack this week at focusing on that morning prayer. Burlington.church forward slash soap. I know many of you have been using Lexio 360. We'll put that link below as well. That is a brilliant resource for us right now that takes the same principles of soap and tries to help us dig into God's word and allow it to speak to us. But even with that app, Don't let it be a substitute. Don't let listening to what someone else says about God's word be a substitute for listening to God in his word for yourself. And so we'll build up these rhythms. Morning prayer, lunchtime pause, and then next week we'll chat about evening prayer. Let's turn then to prayer. And in these moments, Claire's going to lead us as we just uh, centre our lives afresh and tune in and reach out and look and lean into our Father. As I said last week, prayer is one of our greatest weapons in this fight. We remembered last week that actually praying together has so much strength. My prayer for all of us at Burlington and across the world is that we would know God's very presence in our homes and in our hearts over these coming weeks And so one of the things we've done here in our house is to create a prayer space. 
This gives us an opportunity to shut the door on everyone else and just hang out with our father, to come into his presence and to have some intimate time with him. You might be like me in a busy family situation and there are people around all over the place, but just to have that quiet space where we can come to God and have 10, 15 minutes with him, it's been so crucial this week. It's very easy to make a simple prayer space. I'm not talking about something like a big prayer room like we do at church together. I'm talking about setting aside a chair, perhaps, and having a table with a candle perhaps lit on it and a Bible at hand with your notebook. If you've got children, perhaps you want to set up some colouring or a a book that might inspire them. We've uh, put a world atlas um, in our prayer room so people, uh, so our children can pray around the world and look through and find out what they could pray for. We've put books together in that space that encourage us to learn more about God and to hang out in his presence. You might want to add music in with a CD player or um, a speaker in that space if that is how you like to worship. I've got some photos, which I hope you've seen, uh, but also on our website, uh, we've got all kinds of information that could help you set up just a simple prayer space to pray. Head there now. It's burlington.church forward slash coronavirus prayer and you scroll down a little bit and there are some points on how to pray including a whole sheet on how to set up a prayer space at home so we're going to turn to pray together we're going to use the words of psalm 27 today a prayer that's been used in a number of places on our own instagram and uh, facebook group this week but also many people have been sharing this psalm on social media so it felt important to read it together and to use it to face our prayers so shall we pray the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid Why don't you spend a moment, wherever you are right now, thanking God that he is with you. He is your light and he is your salvation. Thank God that he is the stronghold of your life, the fortress that you can run to. And verse four. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. God is good all the time. Despite the often overwhelming hard times we are in, we have so much to be thankful for. Why don't you, in your house now, if you've got people around you or just on your own, name some things before God that you are thankful for today. Thank you, God, that you are good. And even in the midst of dark times, you are with us. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. 
He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Father God, we pray today for those that need to know your presence in this day of trouble. We pray for those who are ill. We pray for those who are alone. We pray for those who are caring for the ill and supporting the alone. We pray for our NHS and caring profession staff and the many others who are seeking to be helpful, good news and support in these dark times. And so we pray by name for those that we know at this time who are struggling, who are ill. We pray by name for those we know who are in the NHS and caring staff. And we pray for others that are on our heart, naming them before you now, in Jesus' name. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek my face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. And the psalm ends by saying, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and await for the Lord. And so we pray for our world and for each other. May we all know your goodness and provision this week. And Lord, help us to wait for you to act, to be strong in our enduring and being good in the battles. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.